Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Alpha Theta Flow podcast. This is Flow 762 uh, and today I'm talking about the inner game. Now, just a quick one. Um, I uh, just went back on the back end of uh, where I upload the podcast, Podbean, and found out that the uh, upload failed for the Coaches Circle. So I re-uploaded it. Hopefully you'll get a chance to listen to that as well. Um, that was meant to be out effectively yesterday so it would have got published at a random time however this one should be out on time i'll make sure that um that it uh it's uploaded correctly this is uh this is also why i'm behind the microphone or in front of the microphone you know what i mean anyway i want to talk about the inner game so um for a while i've mentioned that if you're interested in learning more about the inner game or the coaching circle head to alphathetaflow.com but basically i want to give everyone a breakdown of what the inner game is, um, how you could work with me, um, and what that looks like for you as well. And so I mentioned that with the Coaches Circle. Now, the Coaches Circle is really um, designed for trainers and coaches who want to develop you know, their ability to communicate, influ- influence, um, understand themselves better, which will actually aid in understanding other people better, which actually helps them get to their goals and their results a lot better. Um, for for a variety of different reasons, and so that's a twenty week program. The inner game is exactly the same. It's a twenty week program as well. It's fortnightly online classes, and there's five modules that are broken down into two lessons. So, twenty weeks, ten online classes, five modules, two set two two lessons per per module. The inner game, however, is really targeted for athletes who are wanting to get more of a winning edge um, in relation to how they approach their games and how they approach their uh, their training. Um, they might find that they've got a couple of mental hurdles that they really sort of struggle with. They've sort of come to the realization that it's up to them to, to make the change. So the inner games for them, it's also for people that are peak performers. So I work with a lot of other people who are maybe real estate agents um, who, who do really, really well, but want to get spend some time and invest and make sure that they're actually sharpening their mental game, so to speak. But also work with people throughout the public service, um, other CEOs from other companies. So the inner game is really designed to help those individuals get a deeper understanding of their bottlenecks, their strengths, and then really how to how to remove those uh, stones in that are blocking their own way. And so I want to share today about what not just the learning outcomes are, but what you will learn through those programs. And so the whole point of the Coach Circle podcast and the Inner Game podcast is because these podcasts are great. Um, hopefully, you think they're great. I'm assuming that's why you're listening to them. Um, but also want to make sure that we give people pathways to be able to learn more about the stuff that they're most interested in. And, um, and it really does come back down to learning more about yourself. As wanky as that may sound, that's the cornerstone for everyone. That's where it all starts and it's uh, it's almost like people are trying to, you know, the analogy of a tree trying to reach out and change as many lives or reach out to their potential, but their roots are shallow. You, you fucking, you really got to make sure that your roots of your tree are as deep as you go. If you want to, you know, reach to the heavens, you got to also reach to the hell. So the hell, the one and only apparently. So let's talk through it. So there's five modules. Um... The first module with the inner game is developing a mindset baseline, similar similar to that of the uh, the coach's circle. Um, but what we're doing here is cleaning the slate. Cleaning the slate is getting an idea of going, you know, where am I at right now? And then 
where exactly do I want to go? And rather than trying to bring along this sort of baggage of, well, this is my story and um, this is the things that happened to me and or it might be this is someone else's fault, it's just cleaning the slate. Where am I right now? And, and where is it? Let me be clear. Where is it do I want to go? And so the ability to do that gives us a really fresh start to going, what is it we want to get out of the next 20 weeks and beyond? From there, we look at the Stockdale Principle. I've talked about the Stockdale Principle. I'm sure if you search, I've probably got a podcast called The Stockdale Principle. The Stockdale Principle I read about in the book Good to Great um, by Jim Collins, and it talked about, uh, I believe, Jim Stockdale. Um, and uh, he was a officer who was a prisoner of war, and he, he basically spoke about the people during his time of being a prisoner of war, the people that perished were the optimists. And so this is one of the things, and I spoke to an athlete just the other week, and I was like, it's it's actually not about optimism. It's not about blind optimism, at very least anyway. And what I mean by that is just having this like, just look at the positives, don't be negative, none of that fucking bullshit. It's actually taking a step back and realizing both positive and negative, usually, usually a, a static approach to something. But what they also are is that if we're just trying to turn everything into a positive, it, it like we start to really miss out on all the lessons that are there as well. But also we start to like alter reality to try and suit a societal viewpoint. And that's not what champions do either. So the Stockdale Principle is about looking at the brutal facts and maintaining hope. So that is, that is a certain level of maintaining optimism. But the optimism is we, may, we can move forward. It's worth moving forward. But we've got to look at the brutal facts. And that's where cleaning the slate, where we're right now, what's within our control, what's, with, what's with, not within our control, and where exactly do we need to go, uh, sorry, do we want to go, and what do we need to do to get there. Let's look at the brutal facts. Let's be clear with that. And then let's look at the next steps. And that's developing a mindset baseline. It's cleaning the slate. From there, it's understanding our potential. Now, potential is interesting. It's one that I've spoken to a fair bit. And I've mentioned that your potential doesn't lay in your strengths. Your potential lays in your blind spots. So there's only so long that you can flog the horse of your strengths until you get to a point where you can't double down any further. And so it's the areas that you are most weak in and usually not aware of that will actually allow you to develop your potential. Hence, that's where your potential is. And so in doing so, developing self-awareness. Now, self-awareness is an interesting interesting concept because I can't give that to anyone. I can't teach that to anyone. What I can offer is some 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 models to understand and start to point at things that uh, that are there and may have always been there that you may not be aware of, and so in doing so, that's where we start to realize and start to see these things that are in our blind spots that do exist and have been around from probably childhood, and so developing self awareness is looking at that, and that's actually gives us a chance to then turn our weakness into strengths, and so what that means is that it's not a matter of like just going, uh, you know, I've got poor cardio and I'm a powerlifter, so I should just do cardio. That's not that at all. Turning our weaknesses into a strengths is turning the areas that we um, allowed to stay poor, weak, underdeveloped to start developing that. And what that means is that, and that'll take time, is that it starts at the real basic standpoint. So we have some really, you know, high level individuals that um, are really high performing in certain areas but in other areas which could be communication and relationships which is actually stopping them from being better at their job and being better in their relationships um, 
is they're super poor. They 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 suck at going into what's called second person. They suck at at actually asking questions of the person without coming up with the solutions and just actually listening. And they're so poor at this, they have to start at the beginning. But if they don't, the time will pass anyway, and they never will. That will always be the limiter. So that's just an example of where we start to look at turning weakness into a strength. And it's, uh, it's basically helping to potentiate our blind spots. Developing a genius state, this is an extremely important one. So we start to look at, this is module three, how to access a powerful mind-body-emotional state for performance. And that performance could be a, and this we call a genius state, um, that could be for sport, it could be for work, sales, it could be for writing, it could be for whatever it is that you want to perform at. It is yours, but it's learning how to access this and then really elicit it when it's required. And I remember first learning about this. He must have been an NLP trainer or something back in the day. I remember it was year six. That would have been like 2000. So 22 years ago. And, um, he came to our school and talked about it and I ended up learning how to do this with cricket at the time. And so it was something that was extremely beneficial for me. And it's funny that it's come full circle. It's something that I teach now to people um, and how to really access that powerful state, which is a mind, body, emotional state, and then how to really heighten that, anchor it, and then help people deliver it for performance. Um, from there, it's actually then reviewing, adjusting, and applying for performance. And what that really means is um, now go out go out and use it go out into the real world and, and learn how to access this and see how you go with it and how does it interact so you move from just going and knowing about it to relating with it um, and then embodying that state and then you can build out more states from there after that we move to module four module four turns into developing a mental and physical practice for performance so what this is over the two lessons here, we go down and break down. Here are some mental practices. Now, it's not just mindfulness or meditation. They can be ones, but these are subjective components. So some of that could be listening practices. Some of that could be journaling. Some of these, there's a whole different types of practices we can look at um, that allow us to develop these areas where we really fucking suck at. Um, and these are the mental practices we look at for performance. And this is stuff that we do with athletes and and basically anyone that's prepared to do the hard work because this is more often than not where the hard work lays then we look at physical practices for performance this can be anything from yoga to breath work to um to actual physical training it could be looking at nutrition there's a whole range of things it could be looking at um, volunteer work there's a bunch of things but this is developing a mental and physical practice for performance so this is where we take an integrative approach to to helping develop you towards your potential. The last one is embodying peak performance. This might sound, I don't know, embodying it, like how do you do that? Well, you go fucking live it. So it's shedding an old identity and it's starting to really accept and integrate. Who am I today? How do I want to show up? And then from there, it's it's really living your potential. Now that can be thrown around a fair bit, but what that means is that we're starting to deeply embed um, how we choose to show up consistently and how we no longer re- you know, react to how people think about us or what they might say about us or when we make a mistake in our sport or in our business or something, we no longer react the same way as we used to and we're starting to really lean into our potential and we're living our potential. And what that means is that not that you're living your 100% potential forever. What it means is that you're living the practices you need in order to become the best version that you possibly could. And that's what we look at with the inner game. And so both the coaches circle and the inner game are programs that 
you can go from the start and just so you know we do start the next intake it's hot off the press it's next week but you can actually join that whenever you're ready so all of the lessons are recorded what that also means is that if you miss a couple of modules you get to watch those modules back and then also attend modules in the next program these are a 20-week program now what that also leads into is the opportunity to then join the round table which is more of like my inner circle it's where I get to go through a lot more lessons um, in greater detail, but these are the lessons and the learnings that need to be kind of drilled into first. But that's it. That's a long enough podcast for me. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, it would mean the world to me if you'd also like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. You can grab a copy of my book, Mining Yourself, online or in stores. Um, if you get it from Alpha Theta Flow, I'll give you a little love note. Otherwise, if you're interested in learning more about the inner game in the Coaches Circle, um, there should be links in the show notes. Otherwise, go to alphathetaflow.com and you'll find out more there. Uh, but that's it from me. Big love. Peace and pizza. I'll see you all soon.